0: Hey, I'm Clayton.
1: And I'm Sean. And we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies, and we love talking about movies, and after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. And this week, we have a really fun pick. What do we have this week, Clayton?
0: Well, I picked out the ultimate movie for Black Friday, a tale of consumerism that was shamefully overlooked, Josie and the Pussycats from 2001. And I thought we needed a special guest today, a friend of the pod, and one of my very dear friends that I have known for far longer than either of us would probably care to admit, Caroline Boivert story Shaper of Young Minds.
2: Oh, it's very you. nice to have you. <laughs> oh, It's nice to be here.
0: Yeah, we're glad to have you. Um, so what made you pick this movie, Caroline, on coming on?
2: Oh, I think that for me, I drew a lot of, um, I, I think comparisons is the wrong word, but like as a, as a young teen at, during this time period, it was definitely fun to watch and to like, you know, catch on to the gags that were aimed at my age. And then of course, rewatching it now, you're like, oh, there were things that definitely went over my head. So it was kind of fun to, um, to, to think about it in that kind of scope.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what are your quick thoughts on this sean i know it was a first time watch for you
1: (laughs) yes this was a first time watch for me and i'm not gonna lie i was a little worried (laughs) after you've got mail i i was i was questioning your judgment um i actually really love this one (laughs) (laughs) like i watched it last week and i was just like oh my god this is so much fun um I mean, Parker Posey is so funny. And I, Tara Reed, I just love Tara Reed. <laughs> like, I know she gets a lot of crap, but I really love Tara Reed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I just, I thought it was so much, I thought it was so funny. I, it's like a, it's a very good time capsule of like 2001.
0: <laughs> yeah. While also being <laughs> somehow really ahead of its time, it was kind of like a very different thing than Drop Dead Gorgeous, but. It just people didn't get it. And it's such yes. a scathing satire. And I just I love it. And it's really funny. Mm-hmm. It was very funny. I laughed a lot during this. Um, so you guys want to get into this movie?
2: Go for it. Sounds Definitely.
0: Fun. All right. There will be spoilers ahead for this uh 21-year-old movie that is now allowed to drink. Uh so <laughs> it was directed by three people. Harry Elfont. Mark Webb and Deborah Kaplan. So, don't know the story behind that, but if something's directed by three people, there's some drama. Um, Our main cast members we've got Rachel E. Cook as the titular Josie. We've got Tara Reed playing absolutely precious Melody. MVP? Yes. (laughs) Uh, I don't don't know. I think the MVP is. Oh, Parker. uh, Yeah.
1: I feel like Parker is very much like a great bad guy but i feel like tara reed kind of steals every scene she's in <laughs> like, just her <laughs> facial expression
0: <laughs> i don't know sorry I don't know. go ahead <laughs> and we've got the always amazing rosario dawson playing mm-hmm. valerie
2: before we her have... rent days
0: yes this was before her rent days and uh it's just fun i love rosario dawson so much so much would love to talk to her and as the two uh, <laughs> uh, other people from the comics that are in there, we've got Missy Pyle as Alexander Cabot Third, and I don't even remember who plays the brother or Alan M., the most generic guy ever. And for our bad guys, we've got <laughs> always fun Alan Cummings paired with Parker Posey, um, match made in heaven. And nice. uh, that's the cast what do you guys think of this
2: <laughs> see and and you said whoever played alan m and gabriel Mann, and my when i saw him i was like oh, he's he's nolan ross from revenge thank and you i ross was about to say it yes i watched <laughs> that show and i mean like i uh emily van camp is fantastic but I've uh, obviously oh, this Sean is not here emily nor van there camp. but it was it was one of those where I was like, hey, I know you from that other thing. And then the other guy, Alexander Cabot, that you can't place. I can't remember his name. But he was in that um, uh, that TV show on uh, – oh, it'll come to me. What station? It was the the TV show Royal Pains. He was on I'll that see one. That.
1: Paulo, Paulo that. Costanzo.
2: There it is. Yeah. So him. Um, so he's he's he was on that show Royal Pains, which I didn't watch. Because I was more of a psych and monk kind of girl. But I knew that it existed. Like, I recognized his face from the commercials.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Also, yep. I mean, in this movie, it's kind of hard to tell what he looks like. Because, yes. you know, with the hair and the glasses and clothes, like, I could not. If it was 2001 and I had just watched this movie and ran into him on the street, I would have no idea. No idea. <laughs> and um... now that
2: might just hurt his feelings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he has gone on to bigger things. He has. Apparently. Well, I, I think this movie is amazing. Josie and the Pussycats is the best movie ever. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I actually recognize him. He's in this really good little creature feature called Splinter, with um, Shea Whigham, uh, Jill Wagner, and him. And so that's where that's I, cool. I know him okay. from.
3: Oh, it's
1: okay. yeah, it's like a parasite. Like you get pricked by this. Like it's like basically it's a parasite, but it's like. Porcupine quill kind of thing hmm. so like if you get pricked by it you get infected kind of thing and they get trapped at a gas station it's actually really good that's i think it's like basically mostly practical effects but he plays like the nerdy boyfriend dude who's very science driven so maybe right up your alley caroline um
2: yeah. <laughs> does he help solve the problem the mystery? he the
1: absolutely physics? does <laughs> the
2: power of science compels you
1: well he <laughs> more of they don't figure out where it comes from because I think it's supposed to be just like it, it. Like too much is happening in it for it to like gotcha. worry about that. But he does like he does science his way into saving them essentially.
3: Okay. Yep. Exactly. Love science science. <laughs> so, hey, yeah.
2: for science. Hey, if, if you, you use your brain. It, I teach science, so that is my profession. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So, du jour. <laughs> what are our thoughts? I I knew what my thoughts? I had
2: completely, I had completely forgotten that Seth Green is in this movie, and and I mean obviously and the others, but like Seth Green was the first one that I was like, oh, we, oh yeah, that's that's right. And then I looked on the the cast list; they're all uncredited, which I thought was really funny.
0: <laughs> I think that was really funny too that they were uncredited.
2: Yeah. oh man that was that was really great i loved it see the
0: one i really love is breck and meyer who was so mm-hmm. big back in the day and so i always had huge so, i had such a crush on him and think he was so cute and i really want your opinion on this because sean always makes me feel crazy for thinking that he's cute <laughs> because people have different opinions on what is attractive mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work for him but did you he, have a crush on Breckenmeyer back in the day?
2: I did not. He was uh, not my cup of tea. Sorry. Um, but uh, it's not like I didn't find him, like, you know, ugly or whatever. Yeah. It was, he was not, not for me. And that's okay. Yeah,
1: yeah I've never said me. he was unattractive I was just like, I, he, like Clayton's always been all like oh my god Breckenmeyer was so hot back in the day And I'm yeah, like yeah. are you sure? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, Even like <laughs>
0: Watching this now where he's such an Extreme douchebag and like Dressed in those ridiculous outfits and everything I'm still like oh Breckenmeyer is so cute like I wouldn't <laughs> Kick him out of bed
2: and <laughs> in, in that in that time of my life around then, I believe my crush was more of the Eric von Detton type.
1: Nice.
0: Nice. That. That. Yeah. yeah. You I guys know how huh? I grew up, so that reference goes right over my head.
2: <gasps> oh yeah. No, it's he I'll I'll um have you seen the princess diaries? Yeah. So he's the like guy that she wants to be with.
0: Oh, the Eminem piano player
2: is—is uh, is that the one that he he hands out with Mandy Moore on the beach?
0: Oh, no, like... yeah, not the not Lily's brother,
1: but the other oh, one, right. the okay. blonde. I think yeah. he's—if I remember right—he's he's a blonde guy. He's like yeah. kind of jockey.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah okay i know exactly who you're talking about okay so that
2: was like yes there was a like a tv movie called like christmas every day i watched that many times he was very cute in that (laughs) 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 Uh, but yeah so anyway so all just all that to say he was not my my the your your particular yeah you were not my uh, cup of tea and that's okay you
0: like the tall yes beachy yeah yes
2: well i think you know the whole florida (laughs) vibes right
0: probably (laughs) yes um it did have such an influence
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) my
0: breckenmeyer thing was pre-florida i do think my um tastes changed but Mm -hmm. i never i never forgot where i came from you know (laughs) but i think du as a whole is just so funny and it's so Mm -hmm. precious and the actors are hilarious and doing exactly what they need to
2: yep Uh, i um the uh the 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 scenes on the plane were very entertaining for me with the whole interactions between the group members i thought that that was pretty funny in terms of like having them like Kiss and make up, and mm-hmm. the the because I was just like, yeah, I could see them being, you know, like a little snarky with one another, and having to have like ways to to process that with their manager's help.
0: And I also love the one guy that's just like destroying family. Dujure yeah. Means <laughs> family. <laughs> Can you tell him to
1: stop stealing my face? Because I made this face on a cover, and then now he does the face. All the time, and I was like, "Man, what is he doing here?"
0: <laughs> Thank you, Seth, Oz. <laughs> yeah. you know, Seth Green just coming. I out love Seth the Green. Yeah, oh I yeah, he, he is so he a national treasure. True, but isn't he is he your national treasure or our national treasure? Good
2: question. I don't know. I don't know. I thought he was American. But maybe uh, I'm wrong. I do I'm, not have the internet at my fingertips to to confirm or. I do. That. Go for it. You've been tasked.
3: Yeah, yes, I, I'm, I I'm checking. I'm know. checking.
1: He is the American. There you go. Uh, okay,
2: that's what I thought. I see, thought
1: he's from nice he Pennsylvania.
0: Like he could
2: be Canadian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds oh. is Canadian.
0: I oh, know.
2: I can I can name a lot of Canadians. <laughs>
0: oh, there are a lot of. A lot of good ones. Mm -hmm. A lot of good ones. Um, The other person I really was happy to see in this—I already mentioned a little bit—but Missy Pyle. I get so excited whenever she just pops up somewhere for whatever reason, and she's so funny. Like even in that movie, Ma, that horror movie a few years ago, like she was in that, and I got so excited. I was
2: just like Missy Pyle. Yeah. Well, and I think what was um, I, I really enjoyed her in in this, of course, but also in um, uh, space. Uh, God, ga- goodness, Galaxy Quest, Galaxy Quest, which was yes. which was just a couple years before this one. So, like, I feel like that was kind of more of her heyday, where she was a more. I mean, I think she's still recognizable, but I think that it, it, she was more. Like of a a face to see, you know, if that makes sense for uh during early two thousands and late ninety nine and such.
0: Yeah, a very specific group of people like mm-hmm. know the messy pile.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And that wonderful line when someone's just like, Why are you even here? And she's like, I mean, I was in the comics.
2: Yes. I thought that was great. <laughs> I did try to I... So, I read I'd read some of the um the the remakes of the comics that, that started in 2017 to kind of see like oh yeah no they they she, there she is in the comics so I assume that uh, I thought yeah that was she was even
0: in like the old school Archie comics and oh, stuff I'm if sure, they went and yeah. had the little stories on Josie and the Pussycats like she's somebody that would have been in them yeah right down to the white stripe in her hair but they were like glamorous and rich and mm-hmm. she was kind of like a Cheryl Blossom type character um, <laughs> yeah so uh, seeing her portrayed as missy Pyle in that and when they're like why are you even hear that she just straight up i was in the comics
2: yeah
0: i just think it's really funny and ahead of its time and... yeah it's like
2: a hat tip to those who have read the comics
0: yes um and i have to say because sean you were talking about this earlier as well but is this tara reed's best role ever
2: <laughs> it's uh. a very good role of hers
0: she uh,
1: i just i i really love tara reed urban legend um do too. she has an underrated chasing in my opinion it's right up there with the tops um which is in, in case anyone wants to know what the tops are but the tops are uh sarah michelle geller and i know what you did last summer and uh, gail weathers and scream too um and we'll, and we'll even give Sydney and Scream one. Uh, but I I really love her in that. And then she did this movie with Kit Pardue, if you remember Kit Pardue. I do um, remember Kit Pardue. <laughs> called Devil's Pond. And it's one of those like Trashy. Tell
0: me about that. Yeah, I want to see it. And every time I think it's on or something, I'm like, what was it called? Yeah, it's
1: this (laughs) trashy. It like it's this little like thriller. It's just her and Kip Pardue, where he they like get married and they go to like uh like his family owns like this tiny island in a forest. And he like she can't swim, so he like he takes her out there, and then he's like, oh, we're not leaving. And then she's just like trapped there, and it's 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 kind of dumb, but it's so much fun. And I she actually does a good job in it. I was like, all right, Tara Reed. like it made me go on the Tara Reid apri- appreciation mobile. Nice. <laughs> <Lace. laughs> and then she did Sharknado, so I guess I can't. I guess that's but
0: over. <laughs> you know how huge those Sharknado movies are. True. True facts.
2: Never have I ever seen a Sharknado
0: movie. I was feeling really low at some point during the pandemic. And I may or may not have watched every single one of them. And I may or may not have had a good time. Were they good? Not particularly. But they were (laughs) highly entertaining. (laughs) They they kill off somebody in
1: the second one that I just was, no, I, I, I did not like that. That death, and after that one, I was just like, No, <laughs> but it's just because I like the actress.
0: I'm not gonna spoil it if you ever get to see it, but.
2: <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: And I like
0: Dark uh, Nado ever being on Caroline's um yeah, watch yeah. list. But... Maybe,
2: maybe for folding laundry or something, you know. <laughs> on in the background, but
0: well, like, if you don't
1: mind be... me spoiling it, uh they killed <laughs> vivica A. Fox and I love vivica A. Fox. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, Oh, I wanted her to throw up in the sequels. And
0: <laughs> so I was just like, never mind. <laughs> gotcha. Speaking of Vivica A Fox, is this movie 2001 to the max or what? <laughs> oh oh yeah. my gosh!
2: I um, I think the part that get very much placed it in 2001 was the rate, like the music store. It made me think of, like, FYE and, like, when you had the headphones and you can, like, listen to the songs before you had to buy the entire album because you can't just, like, buy a single song the same way unless you were buying, like, the actual CD that would have only, like, one or two songs on it. Man, yeah, that was... I was like, "RIP Fye." Yes, <laughs> F-Y-E this one
0: is still around, but it is not the same. It is not. No. Oh, they don't have
1: story. CDs at all. Um, now they have albums, like records. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, it's a yeah. circle.
1: And I was gonna say this movie, and then has now it got up there with reminding me of that. And the best one, though, for me, is Empire Records. When I think of Empire Records, I'm all like, "Oh, I miss like music stores."
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Which I, just, I don't think you've seen, Clayton, but you should. Have we're totally adding it.
0: Records, but I am told I would love it. Oh, it's so good. But what places it so in two thousand one for me is the body glitter, the low-rise so jeans, much body glitter. This low-rise pants, the <laughs> the eyebrow shape, <shirt>. mm-hmm. <laughs> the fur collars.
1: Oh my Yes, God. so I many love. fur collars
2: so much body glitter i remember because like you know i would apply things like that you had like the roll-on glitter and the one that was more like a balmy type thing and then you had the one that's like made for face versus made for body and you're like oh man no i that definitely brought me back and i was like like i'm thinking now is like oh is that gonna be back by the time my kids are at that age like where i'm having to be like oh god it's coming some
0: back. of those things <sighs> you know like they're starting to bring low jeans back and it's just like ah. Uh. Ah,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'll, uh, I'll take so, uh, my high rise people, I'm happy.
0: You think people <laughs> would learn from their mistakes of the past? I mean, we know they don't.
2: Oh, my eldest today was wearing her little, um like her little like choker necklaces oh. because those are coming back too, which is fine because that's like yeah, that's, that's the worst fine, thing. That's that, cute. that's cute. It's whatever. But yeah, it was definitely funny.
1: <laughs> I've always hated glitter, and to my friends, we have this little saying, and it is: "Glitter is the herpes of the craft world," because oh, yeah. if you if someone has it, everyone has it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just hate glitter. <laughs>
2: well, this is why, if you hate a person, you can send them a glitter bomb, right?
0: <laughs> They'll be that is that very true forever, forever. Uh. <laughs> The next thing I wanted to talk about before, you know, get to the meat of the movie, which is the consumerism of it all. Um, Josie and Alan, do they uh-huh. have chemistry? <laughs> I thought they did.
1: Well, like, I it's would, not like a ton, but I, I did think they were they were kind of cute together.
2: Yeah, definitely cute together. I think that maybe they didn't have quite enough scenes that made the chemistry more visible. Like, I don't know. I feel like it was there, there was a potential there that could have been emphasized but i don't think it was emphasized as much as as it could have been i guess
1: yeah like because you don't really get a chance to like develop that like that yeah. he's
0: only in a few scenes like well sometimes and, if there's chemistry you don't have to develop it you just have two actors on screen and it sizzles
1: well and that's yeah. true
0: but like this is also uh,
1: that's not the focus of the movie it's like right the fo- it's not a ro- it's not like a romantic comedy it's a comedy mm-hmm. like and it's telling the story of, of josie and the pussycats not josie and alan like and you know, I, who's think
0: this- that, I think that's me also possibly being unfair because this was so closely coming after she's all that
2: ah yeah, And yep. so
0: I see Rachel And you know Rachel Lee Cook hasn't done a lot So when I see her I just Automatically think like romantic role and
2: oh i i looked up her imdb before here because i was like i don't feel like she's been in a ton of stuff and she's been in a bunch of like hallmark christmas movies and i was like i could see that she would probably be and apparently she was in he's all that too as the mom of the like main character and i was like oh okay fun but i haven't seen it <laughs>
0: tragic i heard it was absolutely tragic I yes also even... what
2: i heard so i was
0: like wow. i uh... Didn't even go near that, and that is very much the type of legacy thing I would
2: watch. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh, she played the bad guy in that Ryan Philippi movie. Yeah, oh, was it called Antitrust? Yeah, nice. I don't.
1: I don't think that movie made any sense, even when I was like seven. But like, well, no, I would have been older than seven, like eleven. But <laughs> but and I, I know, remember she like, was yeah. in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I in think Claire Forlani is in it too. Claire Forlani is in it. Um, it doesn't make any sense, but they're all very nice. They're v- very pretty. Yes. Um, one of those wonderful thrillers of the time. You know what happened to thrillers, honestly. <laughs> um, so the product placement in this movie.
2: Oh, I. It is so beautifully like garish. I I love it. It is. Yeah, it's blatant. It, it's great. Well, and I I, um, I was curious about it, too. Turns out they didn't actually, like, accept any money for it. Like, it was on purpose. They picked all these brands, but they didn't actually, they didn't let these companies actually pay for any of the product placement. And so I was like, yeah, that that's the point, right? Like, they don't need to. I thought that was pretty great, the connections there. But I think that's where that satire comes in.
0: I'm so glad you found that out because I was wondering, I was, like, thinking about all these brands. And this wasn't a super expensive film, which I'll get to later, but the way product placement is used in the movie isn't necessarily positive. Correct. Not about the brands themselves, but just in general, how consumerism and stuff is. I was thinking, I was like, would these brands want to be like associated that they paid for, uh, I was like, did they know how they were going to be used? But mm-hmm. I love that they were cool with it, but they didn't pay.
2: Yep. Yep, no, so, no pain. That's nice. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, interesting. It gave me, um, and I'll, I'll bring it up later, I'm sure that you'll mention this later, but it, it gave me vibes for other types of movies that have this type of consumerism in it. So um, yeah, that, that was that was pretty entertaining. I especially love um, like the plane, like the inside of the planes are all, you know, bounce planes. You bounce part. You bounce know? and Target. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just so great because it's just and it, well, the upside. And for even those the two inside brands, of the... those have left. That those have still lived on. I'm sure there are yes. others that are dead now. But
0: yeah, and even in the inside of the hotel rooms, I'm like, I could not imagine. It's so over the top. You know, going into a hotel room and if it's just Target and then a back mm-hmm. a thing of bounce, like you don't even wash your clothes in a hotel. Why? Why is this like how it's decorated? Yep. And yeah. it's so over the top and the. Very clearly satire, but people just didn't get it at the time. And now oh. I think it's—I think it's actually a super clever movie. And uh, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I—I I think it's very clever and ahead of its time.
2: Yo, yeah. Oh yeah! absolutely. Not, I don't think they were ready for the message that it was trying to send out.
0: Uh, no,
1: and I agree. Like that's exactly it. It's—it it is such a satire on like consumerism and and, like just uh, it is it's very clever i think it's one of the more clever like takedowns of like you know
0: society
1: society (laughs) society Um, it's one of the more clever takedowns of like consumerism that i i've seen especially one with like such a great sense of humor
0: yeah, my one thing that I noticed throughout the movie that it did not age super well because I'm not sure what they were trying to say on it. I don't think they were being positive about it, but the fact that it was brought up a couple times, like what is with the weight shit in this movie? Uh, well, so, in an early scene, Rosario Dawson is talking to Missy Pyle and she asked Missy Pyle if she's lost weight. And then later, Parker Posey, when she's being all like creepy, is like, what do you weigh? And Josie's like, oh, 118. And she's like, ha, I'm 15, three pounds less than you, but you look great. So coming from Missy if it had just been Parker Posey's scene. I would have thought, you know, it was making commentary on how like ridiculous people's obsession on body image, especially in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, well, but
1: you 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 hit it right on the head, though, because that's like the height of diet yes. culture. Yeah.
0: But they also had the scene where Rosie o- Rosario Dawson makes the comment to Missy Pyle, and I think that muddies it a little bit. I well, wonder... yeah.
2: Do you think there was a tie-in? Because, you know, you go down the rabbit hole of all the research, right, to sound like you know things. Um, But I read all the the trivia bits, and apparently originally Parker Posey's um, character was supposed to have um, been overweight, and she changed it to The Lisp instead. Like, she talked to the directors about that. And so I wonder if those lines were in there back when that was more prevalent in the film like i wonder if there's a connection there because right. maybe maybe they had done it so that that way you would you know go back to that when the like the reveal at the end happens instead of it being kind of out of nowhere um so that maybe maybe there's a connection there or maybe you know is and like they just saying, like
0: couldn't cut or reshoot that scene or something yeah,
2: something like that maybe or maybe well, they didn't think about it and they are like yeah it's fine toxic you know to- chatter about weight sure
0: and even later in the movie when um alan Cumming like lets his stomach out and he's like i've been yeah. holding that in 15 <laughs> years and it's played for laughs and this is a comedy but and it was 2001 Yep. but i just thought it had a really weird commentary on weight throughout the movie that well, if they were gonna change it they could have just taken out i don't know it just but i feel out to me more than it usually would have but i feel that like we've got
1: like it, it is this was the height of like diet culture like at this time like everyone was like fighting for every fad diet and like atkins new atkins all these things like weight was considered a huge hu- like a huge part of people's lives at this point and i i you know, you see you you see all the models on top of, on the pages of magazines, and they're like impossibly skinny and just you know like a, a supposedly the height of beauty. And I think in a lot of ways that that permeates into this because it is a movie about image as well. Like it's not just the product placement, but like even this you know like the scene where. Uh, you you know when um alan cumming holds up the cd case which i absolutely love this is one of my favorite shots of the movie when he holds up the cd case when they're walking across the road and they're like fit perfectly like Mm -hmm. he wasn't looking for a band he's looking for an image and image was such an important part of the early like i mean it still is like everyone is still fighting for like media standards of beauty but this was, like, the height of, like, when everyone was, like, skinny. Like, we're at the, like, we're at, like, heroin chic, you know, for lack of a better term. Like, yeah. Kate Moss 90s, like, these are when, this is when, like, everyone was so obsessed with being skinny. And I think that, like, like they use it as, like, a term, you know, like, when they... State, missy tell missy Pyle, like oh have you lost weight like it's a dig it's meant to be a dig and i think the thing with parker posey is like she's you know she's the prettiest because she's the skinniest in the room you know like and that's a lot of how people felt back in the day like if you were the smallest you were the you know you're the skinniest you're the prettiest and i, I think that's a lot of how that's how at least how i was taking it is like it, this is a movie obsessed with your image and I think this was—it's—it's it's just a takedown of like everyone's of you, seeing your image, you know. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, Trail not off at cool. the end.
2: <laughs> and and my thinking about it too, in terms of comedy, right? This is around the same time as like the Austin Powers films and fat suits, right? And so I think in terms of the comedy angle versus just mm. the body um, angle, right? Like fat humor was very prominent in a lot of like tv and movies i think around that time as well oh yeah very um, much. and so that could be part of, of where that came in too right the um that that message of like it's funny uh versus um the just that type thing too so i wonder it could be like a double-edged like a two-prong approach there um because you know it's always fun to poke at people who have um, uh, you know, different challenges in their lives. Cause you know, low blows for humor are always great.
0: Yeah. So, and great. also I think the reason it stuck out is because so much in the movie feels so smart and thoughtful. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so that stood out more to me, especially because it wasn't just used like from the villain. It was also. Yeah. That's why I was just like, what is this trying to say about it? Is it funny? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it normal? Like, what is it saying? Because so much of the movie does seem to be saying something.
2: Was this... But, I, I didn't catch it. Was this PG or PG-13? PG-13. Okay, that's what I thought.
0: Yes, it was definitely PG-13. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I, I figured, but, you know, the I feel like the ranking systems have changed a bit since uh, that movie came out in terms of what qualifies and what doesn't.
0: Yeah, I think... Um... <laughs> if I had to guess, it's probably like sexual references or something. Mm-hmm. And if it was made now, I don't know if it would be PG or PG-13. And <laughs> also, I can imagine the marketing and stuff for this movie. I don't know how you would market it or exactly who it was for. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't think the movie knew who it was for then. <laughs> like... Yeah. I mean, obviously, we liked it. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's getting kind of a, a small reappraisal which makes me happy but it's just like i liked it the whole time yeah like um,
2: um tara reed's tweet the other day i
0: dude i was so excited when and then rosario dawson i don't see if i don't know if rachel lee cook responded because i don't know if she's on twitter uh but rosario dawson was like yeah 100 percent." i'm just like make it happen i want to <laughs> see where the busy cats are at now nice um <laughs> <laughs> when the going gets tough the tough make lemonade um (laughs) (laughs) it is like the movie never makes fun of her nope it's just uh, she's just precious she is and like she does funny things but the movie never like you laugh but you're not laughing maliciously at her at once in the movie well that's because she tells the joke she's not the butt of them like
1: yes. like she, she the joke is what she's doing as opposed to who she is which i enjoy about that it's not making her you know just because she's you know kind of an airhead you know <laughs> like it's it, it okay. doesn't it doesn't you know like it doesn't make her the butt of the joke it makes what she's doing the butt of the joke which is what you're supposed to do when you have a character like that you yeah, know like like,
2: like like the smiley face in the mirror <laughs> yes exactly I know, she's just like, ah. yes. <laughs>
1: like i had to call i was literally watching it for the first time and i immediately called clayton i was just like this is great this is fantastic <laughs> and he was like what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm watching Josie and the Pussycats. He's like, oh. He's like, when do you get to the shower scene? Tell me. And I was like, I just passed it. That's why I called you. <laughs> but like, it, I like that they. It, she's the funny part. Like, she, what she's doing is funny,
0: but she's, they're not making fun of her, which I like. Yeah. So, Oh. The part in that shower scene is not the smiley face it is her singing I if you're happy you know it and dropping the shampoo every single time <laughs> yep yep that's
3: good.
0: and you know most uh-huh. movies would just have them do it once like it has her do it like the full like rule of three times yep. and then they bring it back later hey, no, and then they bring it
1: back when she's <laughs> walking into the party
0: and she's just like everyone's like everyone's oh. <laughs> like everyone's staring at me they don't think i should be here and just goes to her if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands and she just
2: <laughs>
3: <clapped>. <laughs> um,
2: <sighs> so just because we happen to be talking about Reed's character at the moment um i have not watched this show very much but did she give you ariana grande vibes on victorious at all
3: because oh a little bit that is
2: absolutely who after because like i didn't really grow up with that show but as i'm re-watching josie i was like i've seen enough snippets of this show to be like i wonder if she like read or watched or you know josie and Postgasm was like i will channel this person uh, because i was definitely getting similar vibes where again like you know in that character like the ariana character cat valentine isn't the like, the butt of the joke so much is, like, what she does and how she says things is the the funny thing. So, that was what, that my, I totally was like, I wonder if there's a connection. So, I, like, Googled, but maybe my Google food's not great. But I definitely got those kind of vibes from her. No,
0: a so 100%. I grew up without TV, so I've actually never seen Victorious, but I've always heard that Ariana was super funny in it. hmm And... The times I have seen her do things that are funny, I think she's fantastic, like, you know, on talk shows and things. And so when she got cast for the Wicked movie, which I'm very, very excited for, and she got cast as Glenda and not Alphaba, you know, because she got the voice to do either. Yep. And I was like, I actually feel like, you know, from seeing Wicked in totally legal ways, since I have not gotten to see an actual show. <laughs> but Belinda is such a funny character. I think she will nail that comedy. Because it's like a really specific type of comedy. And depending on how they go in the movie. To really keep the spirit of the show. She's so good at funny. And with again with that type of character. And the type of funny I've seen her do. I could 100% believe that she got that from Melody. And Jesse and the Pussy. Right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, because, like, and again, like, I've rarely seen the show, but the snippets I've seen, I was like, yeah, this is, like, as I'm rewatching Melody, I was like, yeah, no, this is absolutely the same vibe that Ariana Grande channels in that show and whatever that spinoff was. And so I was like, yeah, that is, that is so interesting to me. I was like, make a note of that. (laughs) I was wondering if others had picked up on that,
1: too. No, 100%. Because, like, and my nephews and nieces weren't as big into, uh, like, into Victorious but they were huge into Sam and Cat. There you go. Which well, is w- w- yeah, when like so she basically Clayton if you don't know, she leaves Victorious and goes over to with Sam from iCarly and they like live together and it's like it, it's it's so funny. Like I think it's only one season but it's like 70 episodes or something. Um and she's just, yeah, it's, I 100% see these vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, now that you said it, like, I'm like, oh my God, yes. Yeah. And that's why I was so excited for her as, like, also what you said, Clayton, was Glinda. Just because I, like, knowing her as Kat, like, I'm totally down for it. Like, she has a really funny, like, or even when she was in Scream Queens and she's, you know. <laughs> oh, she <was> so <laughs> I'm being killed she- by the Red
3: Devil. Yeah.
2: Like well, tweeting that it's about delivery too right it's not just what it is but also how you deliver that so no i think amen yep so anyway i'm a part of me thinks tara reed must have been an influence in her character like there's there's i mean what are the chances that they're not right she must have <laughs> maybe she was like pussy cats that's a thing that uh, my character's name is cat let's look into it
0: <laughs> i, I, see I it. could see she and she's the right age i could see her yeah. watching this like yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent can see <laughs> that. Um, kind of going a little off tangent, but to keep it a little some continuity, uh, I love what the first experience you see of uh, the brainwashing that they're using with the subliminal messaging, and uh, the guy's walking out and he's like, "I really want to," I don't even remember what alcohol it was. And his friends like you don't drink and he's just like I think I should start and Alan Cummings <laughs> just in the background smiling like a Cheshire cat <laughs> as everybody's just changing everything from hearing this one song. This,
2: this is in the music store right that you're Yes, to? In the music I, I, I love this was called Slave Mix
0: Yes.
3: It's a I was like, well,
2: that's nice and all the he- you know, it hits the nail on the head there. Wow.
0: <laughs> and then uh he tosses the non-conformer in the van. Yes. and yep. Uh, yep. I love that they bring her back later. Yes. yes! Rather which, than just... which
2: makes sense as to why they would have taken her in the first place, right? Yeah, because
0: I'm like, they really just taken people that won't conform. Uh and that's when he finds Josie and the Pussycats, probably looking at them through the CD case, which is absolutely iconic. And we finally, somewhere in here, get to see Alan and Cumming and Parker Posey together. And I think they are who steal the movie, not Tara Reed, even though it's very, very close.
1: <laughs> see, um, I, I love Alan Cumming and Parker Posey, and I think they're fantastic together, but like, I feel like Parker Posey is just parker posey like <laughs> yeah. i feel like parker posey like she may play different characters but she always has that same energy whereas like tara reed can play dumb but she's usually like she has a hint of like and i don't I'm not even saying melody's dumb she's more of like kind of airy in this movie mm-hmm. and i feel like that can be harder to play completely straight as opposed to, because she doesn't, she doesn't really like laugh at her own self. She she laughs at what other things are happening, but she's just like, oh yeah, this, you know, <laughs> you know, like she doesn't. So I think I don't know. I just felt like she kind of she was the one that made me laugh out loud the most. Although Parker Posey was a definite second.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I love that Parker Posey's not even on the screen until like thirty something minutes in. So yeah, you know, you, she's very much like you know a headliner for that time period too you've yet. got
0: to use parker sparingly
2: uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> i love it
0: she chews up that space and the scenery and i love it uh the one thing i don't love about this movie it's why i anyway uh that makeover sequence made me so mad it's cute and everything and it was big for the time period you know a big makeover sequence I thought it was very funny that they come out looking basically exactly the same. I thought that was a very funny comment. But during it, I was like, these people are trying to do your makeover and you guys are all singing and laughing and like not just sitting still for them. (laughs) I'm like, this is the height of rudeness.
1: (laughs) It made me really irritated. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. clayton could never be a cosmetologist and this is <laughs> i'm gonna give you a reason number one <laughs> yeah. yes.
2: unruly clients
0: yeah yes he can't even handle them in movies let alone real yeah. life <laughs> uh, it's just like you're getting a free makeover <laughs> sit still and let them do their work to make you look exactly the same Although, uh I also i'm not
2: I was definitely getting weird Hunger Games vibes, though, from the setting. Like, you know how with the Hunger Games, when they do their makeovers, it's like all kinds of, like, weird and, you know, like, I was definitely getting impressions of, like, Is going to be. I had forgotten that. Like, yeah, that. Like you were saying, that they look more or less identical. Um, but I was definitely getting vibes like, oh no, are they? I forget what they look like afterwards. Are they going to look just garish and awful? Like, I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, yeah,
0: they look very two thousand one. So they sure do. Garish and awful. No, yeah, I
2: know the the lip gloss and the. Oh yeah, no, that was great.
0: (laughs) Oh, they are so shiny,
2: so very shiny, (laughs) the shiniest of shine, shiny Shiny and new. new.
0: (laughs) no pores no pores were seen during this film oh
2: no i don't think they even existed back then
0: (laughs) no i did think it was very funny when they held up the little thing next to their face and it was all the different little eyebrow shapes oh yeah um it was just a super quick shot but i thought it was really funny uh and you know all these uh, people whose eyebrows have never recovered from the 90s and early 2000s yep
2: Um. if anything i'm surprised there wasn't more hair crimping
0: yeah, that is surprising that there wasn't more hair crimping. <laughs> I uh, thought it was really funny when, like, we see the grand scheme revealed, like, to the military and everything, and the video they had was Eugene Levy.
2: <laughs> yes! I know, with his dad jeans. Yeah,
0: explaining everything.
2: <laughs> I just... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, no. I was gonna say, and then uh, when when the, the military guy goes to leave, and she's like, "And you will be," you know, whatever. And she talks underneath her breath, and he's like, "Wait, what?" I love that part because you know, in a lot of movies. That part's never like acted upon. Whenever she, you know, she so if you say yeah. something like "you'll be sorry," and then but by then they've like walked away, and so they don't hear it. But in this case, not only did they hear it, they do it twice.
0: <laughs> yes, they do it twice, and they drag it out. They do. <laughs> it's
2: it's almost painful to watch.
0: <laughs> and isn't that where she's wearing the outfit with the yes, feathers? Yes, the
2: feathers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like her own little like distance keeper.
0: Uh, I love it, and I love the sound effects it makes when she moves. It's just like, yeah. whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> that's because she's got sounds. tiny little wires just flipping through the air. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great! I, I love, love every dude. This movie should have gotten an Oscar for Parker Posey's costuming alone, and I stand by that.
2: Yep. Um, that was great.
0: Uh, speaking of iconic about this movie can we talk about the in-universe music of this film
2: oh that shit slaps
1: (laughs) it does it slaps hard it was really good like i i although the one thing i was a little bit like sad about is i think their best song is the first one (laughs) like like the first song they do like when they're at the like the one playing over the credits i was like oh this this is the music in this is going to be banging if this is the opener and like the rest of the songs are good but I felt like that one was the best one and I was just like huh, oh, so you guys just kind of went out of the gate okay not a problem like, but but, <laughs>
0: like <laughs> put yourself in 2001 and listen to that soundtrack
2: yeah oh because
0: I did is- I liked it I'm not saying anything bad about it I was just saying in, two th- in 2001 this soundtrack was mm. just hitting it and hearing it now, obviously, the nostalgia factors in, like, it doesn't all work for me. But this is one of those, I mean, if you see list of uh, what's the best in-universe music, you know, songs that exist only in the movies and stuff... Mm-hmm. Um, this is always really high up there, like the music and Josie and the Pussycats,
2: <laughs> one of the best fake bands out there.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's so fun. I love, it. I love the songs, and it's got really fun sequences, like when they're going climbing the billboard to their song, and they just keep like it has little scenes of them and they're climbing, mm-hmm. literally climbing up the billboard. Um, I thought it. I just think it's neat yeah, yeah. No, I, the music I, it. I love the music in this movie like i let it play all the way through the credits and just because it heard um they had like little samples of all the songs and everything again
2: yes i do wonder if they ever flush all of them out for like you know true radio length songs
0: um I, I have the soundtrack actually it's more or less the same because when there is the song in the movie they generally have the full thing mm-hmm it's a full sequence. Yep. Um, like they'll have other stuff behind it and happening too. Like in, um, I think in the billboard scene is when that wonderful moment where Melody sees somebody dressed like her and she gets scared and she runs <laughs> off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that finishes up when they're like, "Isn't that weird that all this happened in a week?" Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, gets out. I love all the little jokes of him. gets out his phone. Yes. I love all the little jokes of him, like, getting on the phone about to be, like, we need to kill him. And then just they say something else. He puts it away.
2: (laughs) Oh, that was great. Well, that and the the communication with the pilot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He walks in there and he starts to get his thing. And he's like, no, it's fine. Don't have to do it this time.
2: (laughs) I just thought that was great.
0: Oh, my favorite moment with him
1: on the phone was when he was, like, trying to... uh, to get Josie to go and uh, listen to the recording he was like yes. oh Alan cancelled and he's like he left a message for you downstairs <laughs> like, yeah.
3: on the phone the and then she's like well why didn't
1: he say anything she's like well why didn't he like tell me about it and then she's he like has to call again so he called like three times and she's like why are
0: you on your phone yeah. and I do love during, after one of those phone calls he's like yes it's on the message now <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. exactly exactly oh love it yeah it uh, was um did you guys ever watch spy kids
0: yes of course we <laughs> watched spy cause kids
2: because he, he's he has a similar role in this movie as he does in Spy Kids in terms of his, like, villainy, which I thought was very funny. Um, because that I was definitely getting some of those, like, I remember him in that movie because I was re-watching this one. And you're like, yeah, 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 this is bringing me back.
0: Was it I the first one? He... In this time period, yeah, was doing so. all that because that's kind of how he was in Goldeneye as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I am like a yeah I feel like he was just doing those kooky villain roles. Yep, and they had to, yep. and they have to be super fun to do. I mean, oh, sure. why would you
3: turn that yeah. down?
1: I think you're right. I think definitely think it is the first one. Sorry, all are I ever think great? of is Terry Hatcher when she goes bald <laughs> like <laughs> for the villains' it's
3: like <laughs> yep.
1: and Carla Gugino because, oh my God, how much do I love Carlo <laughs> She's great, and she has been the same age for thirty years. Yeah. She should have been in Midnight Mass, but then again, she would have been all like, ah, eh, vampires. I'm, I'm already one of those.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised she wasn't. He usually casts her in everything. Maybe she was busy. or maybe She, just she okay. has a new show out
1: on uh, Peacock, I think it is. I'm, oh, I need watch. to watch it. It's I'll called watch. Leopard Skin. I will,
0: watch, I will watch her in literally anything. Uh, I also, before we get off of Fiona's feathers completely, I do love her line delivery. when she, Whatever she said. <laughs> and she's just like, huh? What? Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't <laughs> say like, anything.
0: Well, we, uh, oh, they're like, we all just heard you. Yep. Um, I will say, I thought there was a weird filming thing with this movie, and I don't know if you guys either noticed it or could figure out a reason for it. They use a lot of like fishbowl lens shots.
2: Mm-hmm. Usually
0: with crazed fans, they use it yes. for those.
2: Yeah, with the peephole or whatever. But yeah. Whatever, to give it look, the look of a peephole.
0: Yeah. And why is that? Like, why do you guys think they did that? It was so, because it's the only times they do it, but it's just such a, it was very uh. jarring. Well, I was uh, talking, about, as, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, no, no. I was just going to say, I feel like I was getting, um, I can't place it. Isn't there, uh, aren't there a few um, albums that came out around then that had that kind of design on its cover? Yes. I think there that's, were. I think that's where my brain went in terms of like what they were trying to emulate there. Sorry. What were you going to say, Sean?
3: Oh, no,
1: I was just going to say, I think it's, I think it's just to be kind of disconcerting. Like you have a million people coming up to you all wanting the same thing. And it's just, oh, yeah. I, I always feel like that's kind of the, Kind of the vertigo shot, like it's like mm-hmm. oh you're looking down, like it, everything kind of changes a little bit for you. I feel like being bum rushed by a bunch of people wanting to just touch you. I have to touch them. I don't care where. Like yeah. sorry, sorry, that was a the quote of the one of the yeah. girls from the beginning. I, also, I, I forgot to mention. Did you, we notice Justin Chatwin?
0: <laughs> I did notice Justin <laughs> Chatwin being weirdly. Um, no homo bro yes <laughs> being the 2000s version of like I'm a super gay for them but we can't say that <laughs> so we're going to turn it into a joke mm-hmm. but yes I did of course I noticed Justin Chatwin <laughs> um, when do I not notice Justin Chatwin I have had a crush on him for a very long time <laughs> A very long time, and I've seen some of his really awful movies. <laughs> just because it was Justin Chatwin. What's that one I always forget the name of? It came out when I lived in Florida, where he like has to solve his own murder. Um. Oh, uh,
1: is it the Invisible? Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. Nice. I was I like, when supported that. You
1: said the awful theaters. movies, and I was like, Dragon Ball Evolution, The Invisible. <laughs> War of the Worlds, like uh like I god sadly, I think I could name more bad movies than good ones he's been in. <laughs> also, if people like War of the Worlds, I'm sorry. I just don't love it.
0: But go ahead. He is a steadily working actor and is very attractive. I think he is doing quite well. But oh, he not... is, I think it's better on like TV. I don't know why, but like not I think he just everything like he was really good and shameless. I was really mm-hmm. sad when he wasn't in it more um uh what did you think of uh, fiona's entrance to the party (laughs) to like the weird remix of their song being held up by her arms like having her own like entrance uh
1: wearing that dress with the circles on it that were also on her skin
0: the circles Uh that were stuck to her chest
2: so i was just like stickers for skin
1: I was like, she is the moment. (laughs) She is an icon. (laughs) I don't know what kind of icon, but she is one. Uh,
2: Other than the the entry, I liked that it um, the lights Mm -hmm. or whatever changed right after Melody finished her clapping for her last (laughs) rendition of "If You're Happy and You Know
0: It." (laughs) And then she looks up, like, did I do
2: that? Exactly. So cute. Also,
0: what were those shirts called that they have her in the entire movie? Which ones? The ones that are like on one shoulder? No, it's just like they're tied like in the middle of the back and then it's just like... Halter tops? A halter top? No. A tube top? No, it didn't have that much material. (laughs) Oh. Um, Well, halter tops are tied at the back of the neck. Yeah, Is that what you're talking about? No, it was like tied in the middle of the back and then just, I don't know, maybe it was a halter top. I thought they were called like butterfly. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Clearly, I wasn't stylish enough in the 2000s. <laughs> yes, and I was
0: a, <laughs> I, I was a boy in the church movement, so... <laughs> I, I was gonna say, even when I was young, I didn't have the body to be able to pull off those, so they
1: were not gonna be mine. <laughs> I don't know what they're called.
0: <laughs> I mean, Tara Reid looks wonderful in them, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. I was just like, that's solely what she wore most of the movie. Um, also how much do you guys wish we had a room that you could just go in and this practice big... your maniacal laughter
2: oh um i i i don't know i think that i with with my teaching i can't have too good of a maniacal laughter because that might scare the children <laughs> <laughs> uh, i had to have like a a a louder than normal like stern talking to with one of my students but i had to like look past one of them to talk to the one i meant to talk to um and um it was funny because the student had to walk after that class period he's like you're a little scary and i was like oh thanks (laughs) i i I think maniacal laughter uh, that might be more more frightening than others however I'd be happy with a room that has those big squishy dots that would be lovely
0: <laughs> the walls are so squishy
2: yes that would be great
0: yes uh, so we just need padded cells that yes, we could exactly. uh, possibly maniacally laugh in I, uh, would, uh, I would love to practice a maniacal laugh just in case I ever needed one Mm-hmm. and then I could just bust it out and not just sound really unprepared because I do feel like that's <laughs> something you do have to work on I practice yes. mine in the car there
2: you go. There
0: <laughs> go like especially at lunchtime
1: at work I'm just like if anything happens I'm just like and it's not something I can laugh at at work I'll just I'll save it <laughs> and then nice. it's just ammunition for later just I didn't squ- know that about you away. Sean I like yeah. it <laughs> yeah i was like i'm nice but i'm not that nice like really Mm -hmm. not that nice anymore um (laughs)
0: um i also really like beluga whales i was really happy that this movie featured a scene with them even though they should probably not have been in a small tank like that and that makes Mm -hmm. me sad but Beluga whales are like the happiest Whales ever I love the sounds they make They're so cute
2: Their heads are also very squishy
0: <laughs> They do they do look like they have squishy heads
2: No they, they actually are they're very, they're very squishy You should look Aww. it up Yeah yeah
0: yeah Why do it's... you know this Caroline
2: I teach science
0: <laughs> and, and, the, and the softness of beluga whales. I, I've seen of
2: videos of people like pushing on their little heads. It's adorable. <laughs> They're very cute.
0: Oh, you've talked
1: me Sorry. into it. I guess what I'm watching after this.
0: There, so, there you go. The question is, do you think beluga whales like I'd be on water since that is who has being advertised to?
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Oh, um, I'm
0: sure whales just like water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I do really like Evian though Ev- yeah. Evian is my favorite
2: Whenever I felt like getting some bougie water That was the one I went to mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I love it Um, I have a really funny story about Evian water One time so again you know how I grew up Very very Christian And when I was starting to hang out with like You know The group of friends from the store and, whatnot, uh-huh. and Uh huh. And I had some Grey Goose Vodka that I had transferred to an Evian water bottle. And I also, oh I also had a bottle of just regular Evian. And I was with my friend Joel. And uh, we were watching, I think I was watching The Shining for the first time with him. And I was so thirsty. You know when you're so thirsty that you just, like, chug water for a few minutes mm-hmm. without even, like, thinking about it? You just, like, open your throat and just let it go. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I grabbed the wrong bottle. Uh, I choked so badly. My friend, and you know, this was when I was a teenager. He's still, you know, whenever we reconnect every few months or whatever, because, you know, we're grownups and that's how it works. And <laughs> he'll still randomly bring that up to me as being the funniest thing he has ever seen in his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was horrible. I couldn't drink vodka for years.
2: <laughs> yep, that'll do it, I'm sure.
0: I've done that before but I played it off because
1: I like my friend brought water bottles and he said we were going to drink but I it didn't even occur to me but he put them in like water bottles we were just gonna walk around Chicago and I just was like oh, man I'm thirsty so I opened one up and I probably chugged like half the bottle and I got like I don't know like within like a second of doing it. I was just like, Oh, this is vodka. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, well, we're already in- like, it's already happening. It's already happening. And so I, like, once I stopped, he was like, you do realize that was vodka. Right. And I was just like, yeah, totally. I definitely realized it was vodka. Uh, I just was able to play Like I got really lucky. I think it was because at that point I, uh, it was before my check liver light was on, um, and this is, might be <laughs> like one of the that. reasons like why that. it is. <laughs> it's probably why it's on now. Um, but it it was very much like I was I was you know I, it was I was like twenty like just turned twenty one maybe twenty two, and I so I was like
0: seventeen. I had not hardly drank anything, and I chugged a giant amount of Grey Goose. But at least <laughs> it was that's very smooth.
2: smooth quality. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. at least it was good
0: quality. You drink
1: the smooth stuff. stuff. I think he had like skull,
0: (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I like (laughs) snorted it out my nose. Like it was just oh vodka. I literally I couldn't do it. It it burned so bad. I'm glad I provided one person with a really happy memory of me, though.
2: Core Um, memory acquired.
0: (laughs) Like I wish I could have seen it. I'm sure it was hysterical, but it was really traumatic for me to experience. And that's my Evian story. Nice. (laughs) So uh, this next section is more for you guys because, again, I was very Christian when I grew up and didn't watch TV. What was such a big deal about TRL? Oh, TRL was the shiz.
2: Total Request Live. That was a lot of fun um, to watch because, like you know, back when movies, or movies, when when, uh, music videos and such was like a bigger thing, it was a lot of fun to see. And, like, Carson Daly was definitely in his heyday then, which I thought was pretty great. Um, but, no, it was definitely a big a, a big show in terms of, like, music types of um, entertainment.
0: What was the show, though? I mean, I know it's total requested. People call in request for a song or?
2: Yeah, it was kind of, like, yeah, the most requested
0: so,
1: yeah. uh, music videos, like, whatever was really popular and trending and stuff like that they would be they'd be played for the hour and, and like and from
2: the video from the movie you saw like the people in the audience were like cutouts but in reality like Carson Daly was in a room with a bunch of people and then there'd be like a window where you see people like lined up or like passing by in the city um, so I was kind of connected with the outside world as well in that sense. So no, it was definitely yeah, it was it was meant to kind of broadcast the the most requested songs because you know different regions are going to have different popular songs. So
0: right, I do love when at, people play themselves in movies in like an exaggerated version. I think a version. I think it's really funny. So I did appreciate that he did it, but I was like, I feel like this would matter a lot more to me if I had grown up actually watching TRL. I still mm-hmm. thought the, I still thought the bit worked and it was funny, but I was like, "Cause TRL, like, I, I think it was really big. It had to have been for this, but I totally missed. Um, by the time I ever had TV and stuff, TRL was not a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, I did love when she, when Mel, the whole entire time when Melody and him are just flirting. And, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, then she's like, as if I would ever go out with a creep like you, and hits him with Matt Damon. And she's like, you and the other. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, the the ultimate funny part there is that she actually dated Carson Daly for a few months.
0: Oh really? Yeah, oh, that's yeah, yeah. So they funny. were
2: actually. I forgot about also, that. Yeah, either they were dating right during that time, or like just after for a few months. It didn't last like a really long time. I think they broke up in like December or whatever of that year. But they dated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why like the wink is even better
0: that is so funny
2: mm-hmm.
0: that is hysterical
2: yep i thought that was pretty great because you know she was also one of the it girls you know at the time yeah 100 yeah, yeah. percent.
0: because i mean it was american pie urban legend a little bit cruel intentions but i mean th- she was in a ton of stuff in the late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. and uh, very much one of the it girls Uh, I did really appreciate, because at this point, Josie has gone bad because she has been brainwashed by her own music from her single. And I love her carrying around this (laughs) portable CD player (laughs) around the city, wearing that absolutely fierce leather, leather print pantsuit with one button buttoned in the middle Mm -hmm. um, and her wedge high heels just angrily striding through the city um i really love that but when they're like carson daly tried to kill us and she's like shitting all over them and splitting them up and she told melody turn into dogs (laughs) and get old and die and melody just goes running out of the room i also love the burn right after that she's like you'll thank me someday of course by then i won't Mm -hmm. be taking your calls
2: yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah, no that was great i when she was walking around with that cd um or that that portable cd player i was just like i had one like that complete with like the headphones that went over the head you know yep and and not the little earbuds and not the wireless ones. certainly goodness the technology i was just happy my sony walkman cd player had Um, It only required one battery and had really good battery life. I was like, I am the height of fashion. (laughs) My favorite one,
0: I can't remember even what it was called. And I feel really ashamed for not to this and remembering it. But you could burn CDs and stuff that had like an insane amount of songs. And it Uh would play them and it like went over your hand. It had like a band that went over your hand so you could have. Do stuff like I would use it mowing the lawn and had really oh, good okay, sound. Cool. But I mean, you could have those burned CD things at the point when you could like have MP3 things on it. So mm-hmm. I could have like 150 songs on just a CD <laughs> that wouldn't work in a regular CD player, but it would work yeah. on that. And it was my favorite thing ever. And it was very durable. I had it for years.
2: Yeah, I, I guess it was probably like a white. brand. It then. was a
0: possibly it was white and had like a purple handle. And, like, the handle nice. is what went inside your hand. So, and it, it, like, had really accessible buttons on the side, so you could just, like, reach with your thumb and just... It was so convenient. It was wonderful. And for people that have music ADD like me, like, I, it's hard for me to just pick a song and listen to it. I want to skip through it. It was mm-hmm. very nice. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I, had a, there. <laughs> I had an iPod shuffle, which was
3: Aww. if you like
1: to skip through songs that was that was your print that was your See, fun Caroline, did,
0: it's did not very long that have... he is the baby because like we're he talking about cd players oh i had a
1: c players i had cd but players i used to go to bed sleep to them
2: did the shuffle <laughs> have buttons or did it have the click wheel
1: uh, it had buttons
2: okay so yeah, in- i had the the old one with the click wheel and then you had to like spin it around which was just i think the regular ipod
1: yeah the um, ones that were more round
2: yeah 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 oh man yeah no the tech, I, I even had a had shuffle one.
0: oh Fun i backed. never got one of those but they were also very popular
2: until um, microsoft just failed <laughs> and,
0: but then I, oh my gosh i did like the first couple um i remember my friend that was really rich in school he had like the very first ipod and very first like iphone uh i was a few models later and i had my favorite one was the video ipod that you could have movies on as well Mm -hmm. as music i think i actually still have it i'm pretty sure it still works oh i'm looking at mine right now now, screen i still have mine i have one of the like bows
1: like Pod decks, you could put it on like so it can play music nice. like a speaker, sound box thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I it's sitting right across from my desk because <laughs> that's nice. like where I play music at.
0: Like, and it, oh my god, right I've behind never... it is
1: is my Google desk.
0: <laughs> I'm never gonna find a boyfriend. I sound so old from this conversation. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So <laughs> another thing I loved. This is from Missy Pyle when she realizes she's brainwashed and uh, she's trying to move the music device and uh, Missy Powell's like, that's Mr. Movie Phone how did you get him to do this for you? You slept with him (laughs) (laughs) in her line delivery it's just so funny. Like, she's got one eye, like, half-closed. And it's just so accusatory. And Rachel Lee Cook's just like, what? <laughs> and then just immediately goes into, like, Diet Coke is the new Pepsi. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, you're not wrong, though. When Eugene Levy popped up, that's when I like when they were like, "Oh, movie phone guy." That's who we get. He's he does all our subliminal messaging.
0: I was just like, "Oh my god, movie phone," yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is one of those things that now would just go over people's heads. But you know, if you were around, then that is the funniest thing ever.
2: Oh yeah, it definitely. Um, it is rewatching it now. You're like, yeah, yeah, no, this was aimed at the people our age now you know yes that, that's great um i i also with the the eugene Levy thing because he was also really big then too i mean he's still this he was really this
0: was two years after american pie
2: yeah yeah and then you know there's also best in show i think was that 97 um uh, i'm not sure so, but yeah yeah he's had so, like, an
0: amazing career right?
2: exactly and like he's definitely like a, a classic if you will in that sense and so it was yeah. definitely interesting to see him like as like yeah of course I'm I'm you know behind all of this too I'm I'm behind and I supported and here I am with my my take I thought that was pretty great the the like essentially the here's our master plan
0: yeah uh I not think it's really but just as far as the subliminal messaging uh earlier in the movie I don't even think we mentioned it when he played their song back to them and Melody's just like I want a cheeseburger and mm-hmm. they're just like, You're vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. And yep. then like, I want to go to T Maxx. Max. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh, that's a uh, orange is snow jerking. <laughs> and then they're just they're like, wait. <laughs> and I, I do love how... by
2: certain brands.
0: No, go ahead. And, mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh,
2: I was gonna say I was surprised by how long certain brands have been around. Um yeah. because because for example, like there was a Starbucks ad, but it was just like the one, like well, maybe one or two. And I was like, oh, I guess it's only really gotten big in the past like well, decade or whatever. Actually, right? okay, so like, this it's... movie
0: was 2001. you yeah. Got Mail was 1998 and Starbucks was featured heavily in that.
2: Oh, I wonder if they wanted to emphasize the other ones then over that one. But yeah, no, I thought that was really interesting because I was like, yeah, because there are certain brands that I don't. If I, I didn't make a list of them as they went on but like there are certain ones that either are way less what they were um, but uh, maybe still around but there there are definitely some that I was like oh that's not a that's not the same thing as it was back then
0: right like they were talking about Abercrombie and Fitch which isn't what it used to be no and um yeah just different things I will say I loved Alexander Cabot the thirds I went a Vintage Tea and Heath Ledger I did think it was nice that they had a gay character in this and didn't make fun of him other Mm -hmm. than as he was just a ridiculous rich person. And I also liked that he got naked at the end of the movie, even if we didn't get an R-rated full frontal. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry,
1: real quick. Let's go back to Abercrombie and Fitch. Was this Jennifer Lawrence? Is that the one she modeled for? Uh, I I think so. Was it Abercrombie?
0: I think it was Abercrombie, but she said her stuff never got it. It never got. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: if that's who I think of every time I think of Abercrombie and fish, It's just like I've always wanted to see the pictures of Jennifer Lawrence playing football and actually looking like she's playing football, but she's supposed to yeah, be modeling. Was, <laughs> was supposed
0: to be modeling a sexy. And she's like, no, I looked like I was playing football, like nostrils flared. <laughs> See, I love and, Jennifer Lawrence and, so much, and
2: I hear Abercrombie and Fitch, and I think of the LFA, LFO song "Summer Girls." um I, I don't. Uh, do you guys know that one?
0: I do know that song. No yeah. girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Yep. No. See, my main Abercrombie association is—I still, to this day, I love their fierce scent cologne. Mm -hmm. And I have worn it for so long until they stop making it. I am going to have a giant bottle of that at all times because it's just my favorite cologne. Nice. And It is true. It is a good pillow. If anybody else wears it, if I smell it on someone else, I'm like a cat in heat. And if I'm wearing it myself, it doesn't have that reaction to me. So I'm not, you know, like...
1: Well, that's probably a good thing that you don't go into yes. a cat and hate over your own scent.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, yes. if somebody walks by me in a mall or in a grocery store, I'm not just like, hello. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You are cute. <laughs> <laughs> those old factory nerds, um, those yeah. senses. Yeah, yeah. I love that.
0: Um, if you could go back in time, what would you want to do? Because melody obviously would want to meet snoopy if she could go back in time uh-huh. if either of you could go back in time what would you want to do
2: are, are we restricted to a particular time period like would this be 2001
0: no just no. Oh. back in
2: time mm-hmm. in general oh i mean like my nerdy answer is like meet a bunch of scientists but um let's see a less nerdy answer
0: you could have a nerdy answer.
2: Yeah, I mean, because like my my thinking would be, it would be but really cool scientist. to But which scientist? Like, you could oh, go back be... in time
0: once to one, like, to one specific period before now.
2: Would my Who goal would you be? Mean? Would my goal be to like just to know that person better, or to like get them to change their ways, or because then you could go with like you know when gasoline was being used in vehicles instead of having you know them working on running off of steam or you know what i mean like some some water powered instead of all of the um oh man no there's so many things uh maybe
0: also like a, caroline remember you're a woman
2: and yes, back in ta-
0: back in time they might not have listened to you
2: <laughs> they probably wouldn't they think i'm a, a witch but i could i yeah. could pull a um george sand and dress as a man it's fine. Um, well, I guess I don't know nice. if George Sand really dresses a man so much as uh, uh, I, I feel like she must have at least partway. Um, but who, the, um, uh, the the gentleman Jack, right, the HBO show that that yeah, she she dressed as a Frances man. Frances
0: McDormand. Mm-hmm
2: um so maybe one of those people would be fun to to see or um maybe oh you know what it'd be interesting to go back in time and meet agatha christie and be like hey remember when you disappeared for a bit can you tell me more about that
0: oh that's that a, really that is a, a really good one that is a really
2: to be truthful with me of course that would be fun that would be fun i'm sure that, mystery oh. writers are not always honest <laughs> <laughs> I write
0: murder mysteries. What do you think I was doing? A yep. research wink wink. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> Sean, what about you? Oh
1: gosh. I, I don't even know. Um, I, I, I really have no idea. Like I, there's so many different points in, in history. I would, I would love to have seen, you know, like anything from like Woodstock, which, surprising um Mm -hmm. like if i to you know signing of the declaration of independence like there's a lot of different points of history that i think are just fascinating i would uh i mean sure i i mean (laughs) guillotines guillotines were fun i mean they got the job done like Uh-huh. i was gonna say i i don't know how many people got failed with a guillotine um yeah. <laughs> uh i don't know this one's really hard for me because I, I there's a lot of different points i would i would love to see in history like i wow but that was i should have read your notes a little clearer because i would have came up with something a little bit better than i don't know but <laughs> but i'm yeah this one i'm gonna have to think about like out and probably like five minutes you're gonna i'm gonna be all like hey by the way
0: (laughs) i actually don't have an answer for that one so
2: nice nice oh
0: thanks
2: (laughs) well how about how about i tweak it and then put you on the spot how about a historical event if you had to witness a historical event what do you think you would want to witness um,
0: I don't know if there's a historical event I would want to. Witness, oh,
2: interesting. No, like, but misuse and... I
0: would love to have been the stunt double on Call Me By Your Name when Army Hammer was busy. <laughs> <laughs> and he will do anything to bring that up.
1: Anything.
0: My love for Trinity Chalamet knows few bounds. Um, uh, anyway, back to Josie and the Pussycats uh the reveal that du survived the plane crash mm-hmm. the metallica joke about how like but we were able to land the plane but we landed it at a metallica concert and they beat us up <laughs> <laughs> i thought was so funny
2: yeah
0: yep. it was maybe it was <laughs> just,
2: like the mass casualties that i'm sure the plane must have caused right
0: well, they didn't even, like, mention that. It was just more of, like, we're this pop band, you know, yeah, Backstreet Boys Sync and Metallica fans just beat us up. Uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, what did you have to say, think, feel about the Fiona reveal with her um, her list? Yeah, just the whole reveal of her Fiona is the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and her big thing, she wanted people to think she was cool and that she had a lisp and then he was an albino and they went to the same school and yeah, yeah, had their, like, how did you feel about this whole, like, resolution to, you know, the overarching evil plot?
2: Honestly, I feel like the the most unbelievable part of all of that is that they went to the same school and didn't realize it, that it was, you know, each other. Like, I feel like that would be... Because like, they've they been to working
0: a, together yeah, for years, too. Yeah, for so too. long.
2: I think that's what it. Like, I, the albino thing, the holding the gut thing, the lisp thing, like, all of that to me, I was like, yeah, okay, sure, checks out. But really, you don't even know each other from the same school? And I was like, well, maybe if, you know, Sean, earlier how your school was like massive so i was like maybe because of that or if they had a big age difference but you would but think, they like, very
0: much went to high school at yeah. the same time and knew who each other was and remembered their nicknames. yeah
2: and so that's why i was like you would think that at the very least you'd uh, like look that person up like they had google then you know right like so they I had guess.
0: all the technology they needed at their fingertips. Or, or maybe I mean, they were brainwashing that... the youth of America.
2: Yeah, so I think that's probably the part that I thought was kind of hilariously the least believable of all of the big reveals at the end.
0: I just love it. It was just like, oh, this is the worst thing that a person could have to deal with is a lisp. That was the... I mean, it could have been a lot worse, but... <laughs> It's just like well, okay, they Parker they party. definitely did.
2: They definitely did pick something that I'm sure others would definitely have been picked on for having, though. So oh, well, there 100%. is that,
0: and the fact that it just dominated her entire life, and she just mm-hmm. wanted to be like cool because of
2: yeah. That, Honestly, that, like... being
0: tortured, being tortured in school is a special kind of hell. I'll just... Yeah.
2: Well, uh... that that's why I think it made that like sleepover scene with the girls' room, yeah, or whatever, so cringy. I was like, oh no, that's not. It oh, was oh, so uncomfortable. Oh, I was so uncomfortable. I like, I, I, was definitely feeling like, oh, this is like when you get invited to a sleepover of someone that you don't really like, and like everyone else cancels, and it ends up being like you and maybe one other person, and you're like, why am I here? Mom, come pick me up. Uh, you know, <laughs> like that was, that was the vibe I was definitely getting. There I was like, oh, that's not great.
1: I mean, it, you're not wrong on that vibe. I got the same one. I was like, oh, this is cringy. And I, it feels like in a lot of ways, like Fiona's kind of like playing a mean girl at that point. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I think that's uh, like, once you see the reveal of it, like I feel like she's playing who she used to be tormented by. Yes. And I think that's like fascinating. Cause it's a, it's a nice little, you know, it's a nice little callback to like who she was tortured by and now she thinks they were the height of like coolness and now she wants it
2: yeah well then <laughs> the like the one bite of pringles and i'll make awful
0: oh the <laughs> one bite of <sighs> cracks me up she just picks it up and then she's just like <laughs> looks at it, and she's just like oh no <laughs> it's just like it's a single <laughs> pringle and she just doesn't even eat it, just... parker Posey's performance is just amazing whatever yes. she does i like to imagine it's always just like the first take too with, with her and she just shows up and does what they need and
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: she doesn't even have a trailer she just goes she
1: just comes and she comes in her own clothing like she's just ready <laughs> <laughs> like, she's just like what scene are we doing i'll be there and her, just, and like, like, Helen
0: Ab- her helena bottom carter and like tilda swinton tilda yeah uh, what I found most unbelievable about this movie, oh, unless you had anything to add about the ending, Sean, with <laughs> the villain ending. Oh, I love the villain ending. It was so cool. Uh it was
1: just it, it's just it's just stupid in like the best way. Like I was like, really this is this is the big villain thing, huh? Like we're talking about they're just going to do uh like all she wants to do is be cool with the entire world okay <laughs> um yeah i i thought it was funny yeah um i just and i also like that they get scapegoated i thought that was <laughs> like, i was like yeah that's probably how the government would do it
2: <laughs> absolutely although they yeah would do it, i think more behind closed doors than out in the public like that
0: right. i do love that they took uh Thing that you know, people were always saying, no oh, there's subliminal message in rock music, like that used to be a, a huge thing that you'd hear yeah. and stuff. Play, Play the records song backwards, it, and it's people yeah.
2: talking to you.
0: Yeah, uh, and so I thought that was fun that they used that. And I also uh, think it's really funny when they were like, We realized that it works better in video anyway, and then you get like two frames of Josie the Pinkhead, <laughs> the best movie ever sponsored by. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. well and, uh, and i looked it up because that part really gave me uh zoolander vibes um and so zoolander came out like a few months later after that which has very similar kind of um i mean the messaging obviously the, the consumerism quite isn't isn't mm-hmm. quite the same although uh, when we were talking earlier about the face taking the face I made me think of um, his his magnum face and the different yeah. poses uh, Ben Stiller does with his face. Um, and so I did think that that was interesting because like Josie and the Postcats, while obviously not the same kind of story was maybe more aimed at You know, girls. And then Zoolander was a bit more of like any audience, but definitely with like, you know, male models being the the focus there. I thought that was kind of funny. I always
0: think what what I think is funny about stuff like that is it seems like every year or a few years, you'll get two or three movies. And, you know, a movie takes a while to make Mm -hmm. that'll come out really close together that you know they weren't copying each other or anything because. You know, all this stuff takes however many time and tons of people working on it and (laughs) but there will be like three movies that come out that are so similar.
2: Yep. Oh, like that President's daughter thing. There were two movies that came out like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasing Liberty. Yeah, yeah. And then my date Uh, with the President's Daughter was like a first daughter? (laughs) <laughs> that for first daughter was that the one that had the mandy moore in it i think that's
0: it. Yes,
1: chasing yeah. liberty is mandy moore first oh, daughter okay, is katie okay. holmes
2: there we go that's right and then i think it had the the one that was my date with the president's daughter was one of the lawrence brothers uh i think um but yeah no essentially like all of that kind of stuff you know all the time is yes absolutely There's there's a lot of that repeat i always think it's um, really funny when
0: it's high concept stuff like that you would have just never thought of, and then it's like, okay, I've never seen a movie like this before, but here's three within a two month time span.
2: Yes, yeah, no, I I get that, and and then it makes me feel like these are less genuine, but they're you know they were all came about it honestly. It's just yeah, yeah. Well, one thing
1: when you describe when you brought up Zoolander, I actually I find that funny because uh, I I'm a, I like Brett Easton Ellis as a writer a lot, and it's funny because Zoolander is like. Yeah, a funnier version of one of his books Called Glamorama And mm-hmm. it's very much a satire it, It's a satire of like Celebrity culture and like It has the dumbest narrator I've probably ever read And like I mean nice. like, And it's about a male model who is Becomes a spy and it's about a group of like Spy terrorists who Are just like doing stuff around the world And he has no idea that he's in the middle Of like a spy plot and yeah, I, I think, and so I, it's funny that like you brought up Zoolander. Cause like, I felt like a lot of, at this point, like both of these movies do satirize, you know, celebrity culture and, and, and well, yeah, celebrity culture. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, and, and just to, to draw in more tie-ins to movies, the consumerism aspect of it definitely had a lot of ties to me for idiocracy and, um, not uh, sure classic. if you which you know i mean obviously in that one it's a lot of fake brands as well right but there was the the um the the like everything was uh branded part was very funny to me and i was like oh yeah just like idiocracy. i think idiocracy was a little bit later i think it might have been 2004 um but uh i thought that that was just really just perfection to kind of see the differences in terms of the uh the kind of messaging with the whole capitalism thing. I thought that was great.
0: I agree. Um this is a, just jumping back to something you said earlier and I just kind of remembered it. You know, you said it was so unbelievable about um that they would have gone to the same high school mm-hmm. and not recognize each other. The thing that I find the most unbelievable aspect of this entire movie. You know, this is over the top satire. <laughs> Is when Josie is talking to Alan M while he's crowd surfing in the stadium with music playing and they can understand and hear each other.
2: Right, right. I mean, just the feedback alone would probably have been so loud.
0: And uh, even when he's up there on stage with her, I'm like, you wouldn't have been able to hear each other talking. (laughs) That's what almost took me out of the movie right there at the end. But it was cute. It was cute. I will admit it was nice. She got... Got the bad guy and got the boy, and it all wrapped up very nicely.
2: A little bow on top, yep.
0: Yes. And you know what that little bow was? Blooper Reels. I miss Blooper oh, Reels yes. so much. Those <laughs> were
2: great. I, I watched the entirety of the credits and heard all of the songs because, exactly, I was watching the Blooper mm-hmm. Reels. I do miss when those were at the very least, a default, like, bonus special feature in- on yeah. DVDs. And now it's, like, not even a thing. Like, you might no, get lucky like and they'll never post get, it to YouTube, you never maybe get reminded
0: not. that the people might have had a good time or, like, they were making movies. It's like, this is serious cinema.
2: Yep, yep. And
0: then it's like, no, they made a movie. They had fun doing it. And, like, here's a little treat at the end.
2: Yep. And what I love about those, too, is that sometimes that like you kind of get a sense for who's really notorious at like forgetting their lines versus like breaking character or like who was actively trying to make the other people laugh or i liked i liked kind of seeing those in the the blooper reels because like look they're real people they're yeah, not just like these I, untouchable I, beings yes
0: i did really love at the end of that new Lindsay lohan christmas movie they had bloopers at the end of it and it made oh, me so happy because i mean I have- it was just It was so nostalgic seeing Lindsay Lohan on screen again. And then, you know, Christmas movies are inherently kind of a nostalgia feel. And uh... then having the bloopers (laughs) at the end was just, it was wonderful. It made me feel like, it made me feel good.
2: I I watch multiple of those like Christmas movies, but I wait until December 1st. That way I'm like, no, no, I, I," because my favorite of all the holidays is Thanksgiving. So I was like, I can't. I cannot not give it its due, you know? So I wait until December 1st to play any Christmas music or watch any Christmas films or any of that, put up any decorations. So I wait for December 1st. So it's it's coming up for me, but it's a, it's a, you know, I'll put on those like movies for um, like, while I'm doing other things and not having to, to fully pay attention either sometimes. Right. I mean,
0: you don't, you don't really have to at all.
2: Yeah. They're all very similar. And apparently Rachel Lee Cook was in a bunch of those, too. The the Hallmark Christmas movies. I haven't
0: caught any of her. Yeah, I think they were a little bit
2: older. I think they were like 2017 and maybe a smidge older than that. So, but yeah, I thought that was pretty hilarious. They're constantly
0: playing because it was hard to catch them. Oh, I'm sure. I feel like some of them I've seen about 10 times and then there will be like five that play that I've never even heard of.
2: Yep. Um, Although I, I will say that I appreciate that things like even Netflix puts out like their Christmas movies, um, where it's not because like I don't have regular cable, so it's nice to be able to watch, you know, my like not trashy, but you know what I mean, my like low level Christmas movies with um, being. Um, I use too much. my
0: parents' uh, Prime account.
2: Nice. Yep, I've got that too. And
0: they have the Hallmark Channel on Prime, so I could. I'll have
2: to check to see if that's (laughs) if I could get my my Hallmark uh, because I I, not all of those are entertaining, but there's a couple that I've like. Oh, I'd like to watch that one. I have a friend of mine. Even
0: in the Christmas, they have like these mystery series that are absolutely god awful. Nice. My parents love them, but I do really enjoy having access to all their Christmas movies during the holidays
2: yeah oh that'll be fun i'll have to i'll have to explore to see if i've got those too that'd be fun that could always yeah. be in a future episode you could do like oh but like a, a multitude of, of silly hallmark movies that'd be fun <laughs> no <would> be <laughs> no
1: don't give him the idea
0: Sean would rather <laughs> i would rather chew be, my own foot off okay. i would <laughs> rather be boiled alive i, mean, I see i
1: see <laughs> Uh, oh i would i would rather be placed in a saw trap (laughs) (laughs) oh no no
0: thank you Um, so uh, what are you guys i know we talked about it kind of here and there throughout it what do you think this movie is really saying about consumerism and individuality
2: oh i mean my my thought and i mean i feel like growing up where i was constantly bombarded with buy this and here's you know you need this product to get this look and here's the new trend make sure you're wearing this um i was never super fashionable not that i didn't want some of those things but i was also like i think more realistic about it but no i definitely got a vibe from this movie where it was like yeah yeah look at how absolutely ludicrous some of the the marketing and the tailoring to it is in terms of like you know yeah you're gonna spend all of your disposable income and maybe even non-disposable income on trying to keep up with all the fads and look at how quickly they change and you know essentially just like pick things you like and screw the rest of them you know and so that was kind of the vibe I got where it's like Instead I mean not that there's necessarily like, you know, a true message message the way that, you know, maybe one would take from it, but No, I definitely... a, that's
0: why it's interesting to have conversations with different yeah. people and see like
2: Essentially what they took it, away from it. It reaffirmed my yeah, just Take Sure, some of the things might be suggested that you're like, yeah, I like that thing. I'll wear that thing. Um, like, for example, if low rise jeans do come back, I will not be partaking like I did <laughs> when I was when I was 15. I am very happy with my high rise skinny jeans and my side parts. Um, I am a okay. Yeah, I
0: can't um, do a middle part, and no, I don't think I have the body anymore for lower. A middle part jeans. on my
2: head, maybe at my funeral, but I'm certainly not wearing one while conscious and you know <laughs> living and breathing. And so, yeah, no, I think that that's kind of what I like. It, especially in my rewatching of it, I was like, yeah, no, I mean, it's it it sends me the message of like, pick the things you like feel free to you know like pursue those things but generally speaking like yeah look at how ridiculous all of this these ads and this targeting is and just you know learn to identify it and then kind of go from there as a conscious consumer
0: yeah what about you sean well i honestly caroline pretty much
1: summed it up i mean and that's exactly it it's as a conscious consumer you have to pick what like It's finding your individuality and like, don't get me wrong. I like, I'm very much a fashion guy. I like looking at new fashions and stuff like that, but I'm not the type of guy who will go and spend $500 on a t-shirt. Like I'm more of a, how I'm going to find the stuff that looks the best on me. I, if it's trendy, cool, and then wear it. And then I buy them usually from Goodwill or from work when they're on clearance. Like I just bought a pair of $2 pants. So nice. Yeah, like, I mean, not to brag, I'm from the Midwest, you got it; it's just a thing, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but it's, it's like,
0: you know, girls with a dress, like, things it, it has pockets, and then the Midwest, pockets. and then yes.
1: Midwest,
0: we're like, thanks, I got it on sale, <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. and it's that everything I got, I, I, generally, I get it on sale, and I mean, I, that's what, I, it's finding your individuality in between it. And that's even what this movie does. Like, it shows all of the, like, kid, like, all of the kids and the teenagers that are, like, dressing just like them, or dressing, dressing, you know, like, when Melody sees the person who's dressed just like her, like, you're losing, like, when you're a kid, sometimes you forget, like, you're allowed to be your own person, not just the person you're trying to emulate. And I, I like that this is very much, like, Hey, it's important to be yourself, not just like who you think is cool. Like they can be somebody. Like Fiona is decidedly not cool in her actions, in like and like as a person. She was kind of she she was, was kind of flame, but like
0: <laughs> like as a person. I was like as fabulous. a character, she's fabulous. amazing,
1: fabulous, love her. But like her actions love were that. definitely awful yeah <laughs> i love the suit um sorry i had a reference for some reason um but it, it, it you know it's very much like she is touting like you, you know when they have all the kids at, at the scene where she does her back talk and all the kids are like you know like conforming is good like you know like and that's something that a lot of teens feel like i remember when i was like like, when i was a teenager like i wanted i've always been a bigger guy and like i always wanted to look like everyone else like all these beautiful people on the screen and i mean i still have some image issues like for myself and it's something i'm I'm probably always gonna have and i work through but like you you have to learn who you are as a person too, in order to like be able to see past what's just right in front of you. And I think that's one thing I really liked about this movie is like all these people think that like oh like when Joe even when Josie and the Pussycats like when they're the Pussyca- they're just the Pussycats they're all like oh if we become famous basically they're like everything will be great for us, and it's not. Like, they learn that, like, not everyone there is going to be your friend. Not everyone there is going to help you. Like, you have to trust the people you love and trust yourself. And I I, I like that a lot about this. They
0: are so adorably naive.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm it's just like, man, being famous. Yeah, in, like, a week. I'm just yeah. like, it would be so hard to be famous. I would never, uh,
2: I would struggle. Like, no, on
0: I- that level of I feel like there's, like, a certain level of fame that would be, manageable. Anything over that would just be a nightmare.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even, like, I have a TikTok. Uh, oh, no, I don't have a TikTok. Sorry. The other thing. I have a Twitter, but, like, I don't use it. You do? I don't even... Oh, I I was about to be like, Twitter's dying, but I'll follow you. I know, (laughs) I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think... I think it's been literal, like, years and years since I've posted anything. I have an Instagram, but I'm never on it. I don't even have TikTok installed on my phone. You know? Like, not that I'm a Luddite, but I just, like, that's not how I want to... Like, I already see how the social media things, like, affect my students and their attention spans. And so I'm like, I don't want it to be a thing that affects me more necessary, like even like facebook reels are enough where i'm like no I'm, I'm good i'll i'll hold off on on getting that so i do find that interesting where it's like well I, I feel like that's another obstacle to uniqueness you know where you're seeing all these people posting other like their own stuff but not necessarily i don't know jumping on trends it's so yes. so they change every week
0: or every 10 years yeah, yeah, and kind of, really yeah. make you sad. Um, wrapping up on this, <laughs> what are both of you guys' final thoughts, and what would you give this on a personal score of one to five from your heart? Sean, you can go first.
1: Um, so I'm wavering, I really enjoyed this movie, I'm between a 3.5 and a 4. Um, I think I'm going to go with 3.5. I think if I had a little bit more nostalgia, I think that would probably push it towards the 4 for me. But I don't. So just basing off what I saw, I really like this movie. I thought it was a really clever satire. Um, Parker Posey and Tara Reed are both fantastic in it everyone's fantastic there's not a single bad performance um even the people you didn't mention their names in real life thank you <laughs> clayton. um like even they were you know they were I, in I their roles a
0: very hard week be glad <laughs> i remembered who i did
1: <laughs> it's called wikipedia clayton just look it up <laughs> um, but yeah i really enjoyed this movie i thought it was funny i like it. it's a clever send-up in of like like we said rampant consumerism and and like your individual self versus like who you're trying to conform to be and i really enjoyed it i i i am going to give it a 3.5 um in it, it maybe on a third viewing because it would i originally was at, i was at a 3.5 and then i've gone with my second viewing i went to a 3.5 or a four eating first four so maybe with more viewing self which will happen I might I might come
0: back to that go up a little bit I'm sorry I forgot a couple actors names but at least I did not make up mix-up franchises you know <laughs> that is the last time I'm gonna make fun of you for that I promise very last time um Caroline what is it you have any final thoughts about it and what would your personal score be
2: yeah um I would say that my my score is probably because of I do factor in the nostalgia factor. I think mine would be a four just like we kind of mentioned before, right there are a few things that could have been um either whether it's in the the script or or whatnot that could have changed to make it into that five category. um but I love that it it definitely felt a- ahead of its time in terms of its messaging. It felt like it's a a it gives me um. It gives me the vibes of like if it got to Netflix, it would be back on the top 10 quickly kind of a thing, you know, in Mm. terms of um, although fun fact. I rented mine from my local library because I was like, I don't feel like... Because I think what it was for me is that I was like, when will I be able to carve out the time to watch it? And I was like, ah, well, I'll just borrow it rather than like, because you know, if you like rent it through like Amazon, right. it's like you have a certain amount of time. And I was like, that is too stressful for me. So I was like, I'll rent it from my library. And then it was like, automatic renew, automatic renew. And then it may or may not have been overdue. Um, So whoopsies. <laughs> but but I was like, I'm just like, like, I was like, I don't want to feel the time pressure so i uh, i did rent it from my local library i highly recommend it for movies I, and music yes. and games um but that I was
0: very much um library defender i use yeah. ours all the time not for this i used as an excuse to purchase Josie and the Pussycats. Nice. Um. <laughs>
2: um, but I it's, it's definitely one of those where like if the rights were allowed for say Netflix, like it definitely gives me the vibes of like, no, no, this would, I feel like this would climb back up the, the rankings. I read an article recently um, that like again in preparation for today where it was published in like 2017 or something where I was like, yeah, yeah, no, this is this was like a little bit ahead of its time. It was meant to be satire it never aimed itself as being really anything else other than maybe that comedy aspect but like it wasn't necessarily perceived that way by all the critics who were critiquing it and you're like well i feel like it would have been obvious but i guess not so much back then so yeah no i would definitely um my, my final ranking i believe is a solid four out of five with you know room awesome. for improvement but pretty pretty solid performances by by everyone involved and just the final product is pretty spot on
0: uh, I also a solid 4 out of 5 for me solid 4 um, and it would get a solid 4 regardless just for Parker Posey's Feather Wires <laughs> um, but no this really is a 4 for me it's not like a perfect but with the nostalgia and I do think it is genuinely good satire and really funny um, I it's really surprising um, I'll actually go into the budget now this was made for $39 million, which is nothing to sneeze at for 2001 for a movie like this. It was made for $39 million, and it only made $15 million worldwide. Ouch. Yeah, I think it's very, very sad. Um, A thing I always do is, Sean, and uh, you are welcome to join. Um, Are you aware of the Letterboxed app?
2: I, it, I heard it from a previous episode, but I intentionally did not seek it out so that it wouldn't skew anything. Okay. Yes. right but yes. anyway
0: it's just film people go in and leave reviews and rate things and it's very much uh, um, anyway it's ratings can be interesting is it
2: subjective then
0: yeah it changes all the time like if somebody watches a movie and rates it and gives it a review or like on the star rating it will it's constantly changing what it is on letterbox nice
2: okay but,
0: um anyway Sean what do you think you can again you can put in a guess if you want to Sean what do you think this is on Letterboxd
1: Ooh this one's a really tough one cuz in my head I'm like do I go off it, it would be more modern more modern reviews but I feel like I I've, I've heard a lot of nostalgia for this movie especially in the last like 3 or 4 years I'm going with 3 mm. Between a 3 3 and a 3 4. Uh,
0: let's go 3 4. Okay. Caroline, would you care to make a guess?
2: Sure. Can I get an, a, 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 assuming you have access to this information, can you tell me when the most recent review was put?
0: Uh, give me one second. Because
2: that will influence, because if people are like watching it again now recently, I could see that number way you know changing from if it was being reviewed you know ten years ago. Okay, I don't so know how recent this website is.
0: Forty nine thousand people have watched this reviews. Everyone, I feel like okay. There's a setting sort by review date. Um, November twenty
2: third, twenty twenty two. Okay, so that's oh that's oh, in the so future
0: that's, uh that's probably somebody in a different uh time zone Time zone, yeah
2: yeah yeah that's 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 23 that's in the that's in the future very good just, uh, <laughs> yes. because, of, because of when we're recording this um yes. very good so then in that case that is very recent i'm gonna just to go a little a little different from sean i'm gonna guess three seven three point seven a little closer to the four I'm going
0: to guess you it's more
2: timeless.
0: very, very <gasps> close. Oh, no. This is oh. actually a 3.5. Oh, very good. Very good. Australia. I'm getting actually kind of good at these. I was going to say, you're getting <laughs> so you. close. I'm starting to wonder if you cheat.
2: <laughs> oh, I
1: swear I'm not. Like, I actually, I try and think of the movie and, like, I'm trying not to think of how I would rate things. Mm-hmm. And, like, with a movie like this, I feel like this is one that a lot of people who are
0: re-watching it are people who have seen it before Yeah, and and so and actually like it yeah on letterbox is probably not going to be watching Josie the pussycat yeah so i i think think it's going to be pretty high i was very surprised at that 3.5 and i've heard a lot of oh i'm sorry seven out of ten that's a 70 percent like that is a a fresh uh that's good especially Mm -hmm. considering how this movie was received initially yeah yeah, i'm not upset about not
2: high on um but this is
0: particularly like you know viewers now because most film people are on letterboxd and so yeah that's i'm pretty happy about that um caroline do you have anything you want to plug talk about I know you're not really on social media.
2: No, I know, right? One of these and... days, maybe. <laughs> though, though definitely not the dumpster fire that is Twitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it um... makes me so sad. Don't laugh about it.
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was never, the, the highlight of my Twitter experience was that back when um, Hannah Hart did My Drunk Kitchen, I once tweeted at her a picture of me drinking wine while making mac and cheese and she responded. Um, and I say she, but I I, I may be mispronouncing that individual. I believe they go by different pronouns now. Sorry if Hannah if Hart actually responds to this, um, but I doubt it. And that's okay. Um, but it was, that was like the, the the peak of my Twitter usage and like thoughts of it. So yeah, no, I mean, one of these days it is uh, potentially going to be a thing that I'll partake in, but honestly, I get enough social media connections through what my students share with me or try to get me to uh to share without actually vetting first and it's like i don't think you understand what age i was born in and how comfortable (laughs) i am with all of this because it's one of those where you know i i with teaching high schoolers you have to be familiar with like no no you can't just like just repeat the thing the kids say you have to like Process what they're saying, and then make sure that what your response is is not, you know, setting up yourself for some to be the butt of some joke. No, I, I would say, um, I, I don't have really anything to plug other than, um, you know, support public education and uh, your teachers for raising and,
0: teachers' salaries. Yeah,
2: and just yes. driving them out of the profession by by devaluing them and making them seem criminal for teaching i don't know i don't know i don't i feel i feel weird for plugging public education but you know let's no it's a big deal i love it it's great i i very much enjoy my profession i do not intend to leave anytime soon but my admin is really good so that helps um but i would say you know support your your local school system and uh make sure that you know that they have the the funding they need i don't know it's great. No, it. but you're
1: absolutely right. There's a lot of demonizing, it feels like, and
2: yeah.
1: for uh, teachers, and it's it's kind of a scary thing. Like, teachers are who are with children, you know, more than their parents sometimes. Yeah. I, and I, I just, I, I think that there's, like, a really dangerous rhetoric going around that, like, everyone is out to, like, if, if you're not doing it yourself, like, they're not teaching the right thing. Like, no, it's, you're you're, I don't know. I I, yeah. I just hate a lot of there's a lot of dangerous rhetoric out there about teachers and how teachers like, oh, you you only work like seven months of the year. Like, no, but you have to work extremely hard during all that time. Like
3: yep. and you don't
1: get another you don't get paid for the three months you're off, like you're yeah. yeah. nine months of the year. I'm sorry, I don't know how to math. But it's <laughs> you know, like it, it's
0: because his public education wasn't <laughs> up to stuff.
1: <laughs> no, it's because I was very be- I was much better at English than I was. I I was about to say very better (laughs) um apparently it did fail me very better at english English. no i i i was always an english kid um yeah i just i don't know i i i think what you're saying it is a it is very important like we do need to support teachers and a lot of them are leaving because it's become so hard to survive the climate and uh, like everything from parents to 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 uh admin to school boards it seems like it's always a fight so we got to keep yeah. got to support you guys yeah
2: that's that's what i would say i i um oh and the other thing i was going to mention just because you you i think you were trying to essentially imply this when people in terms of the demonizing of teachers where they're like oh you should be you know parents should choose what the t te- what the the schools are teaching it's like no 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 That's not how that works. Society is what chooses, not individual parents. Yes. Public education is for what does society need out of its students, out of the next, you know, the incoming workforce and the people who are going to contribute members, you know, become contributing members of society. So that's that's what public education is for, not parent choice. So, you know, just a, just a thing to be mindful of. You are free to voice your concerns because that's, you know, if there's a forum for that. However, you, you can don't... send
0: them to private Christian education like I was, and we didn't even get sex ed.
2: Oh, that's, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Unfortunate. That was a thing. That is not great.
0: I have Although... figured it out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not just through movies though, because some of those can be a little off.
0: Oh, Caroline, you know I have learned about <laughs> things in a personal, up-close manner with the <laughs> people.
2: <Yeah. laughs> with
0: some people. of them you know.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Uh, good very times.
2: Good. Indeed. Oh, learning. It's uh,
0: important. It is. It's very important. Um, so before we tell you what we're watching next week and say our goodbyes, um, we'll go over our multiple socials that you were lucky enough to not have to be on to network. Um, <laughs> we are still on Twitter. I don't know if it'll still be there when this comes out, but here we go. <laughs> uh, we are together on Twitter. 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 Uh, twitter at triple m pod with three m's i am at just happy to see you number two letter c letter u sean you're at smurf 013 smurph 013 you can also see what we're watching on letterboxd i am at just happy to see you number two letter c letter u just like on twitter and sean is at Murph the Smurf, M U R P H T H E S M U R P H. You can find us on Instagram at triple M pod, again with three M's. We have a Facebook page, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. And if you would like to reach out to us at email, our email is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. And uh, oh, Sean, what are we watching next week?
1: oh so i felt like it was time for us to go back to our horror roots we're we're both horror guys we like horror movies a lot and next the next week is the start of christmas season so i figured we would go with the seminal classic slasher black christmas
0: Uh classic fantastic so movie yes and uh... This will be Black Friday when this comes out. And if you are listening to it on Black Friday, I hope it gives you a sense that consumerism isn't all there is to it. And don't stress too much about it. And if you're standing in a very long line, you've probably got time to give us a five-star rate. Maybe even a review if you feel led to. It does help us so, so much. And anyway thank you caroline for coming on this oh, was such a blast thank you. yes thank caroline you, you were awesome
2: oh i appreciate it it'll be uh fun to to hear all of the future movies especially because i don't actually really watch horror films so it's always funny to see um other people's takes on them because you guys appreciate them and i'm more of a thriller kind of a person like i want oh, the wow. cerebral aspect versus just the the, the jump scares and the, the gore that I feel like a lot of the horror films have. So I we'll see. Maybe you guys fan. have a few to
0: of jump scares and we look at a plethora of kinds of movies so you will get them all i love
1: psychological thrillers as well like there's not i love i just love movies in general like there's not generally like i'm not a huge fan of westerns but that's that's generally the only
0: (laughs) yes but even then
1: there are some that i love like i i just i love film
2: i love true grit true grit great
1: I, I Yeah, like, True Grit, um, my parents always loved The Sons of Katie Elder, which is another John Wayne good one, um, Big Jake, uh, McClintock, which was him... Teaming up with uh, Marie O'Hara again. Oh, McClintock was fun. So
0: um, I just problematic, but
1: I, and like the searchers, like some of them are. I I like it's not like it's a bad genre. It's just not my favorite genre. Um, yeah. But like I just like film. Like I just horror yeah. just happens to be probably my number one. I just like the how much fun it it gives me, and I like dissecting themes, especially because in a lot of horror, like it's it's very queer. Like there's a lot of yeah otherness to horror, which I you know being a if, queer man myself it it's easy to it's nice to see myself in things
2: very good if just a a, a small thing about me in case uh, you ever wish to if you ever if the films you watch are ever french films i am happy to provide <laughs> my take on those as well as French so is actually my first language
0: so caroline um I really adore a certain part of French cinema. Oh but no, don't not, do a tour. But with you <laughs> not liking horror films, I don't know how you would do because there is a whole don't genre. <laughs> are there
2: like, genres of French horror films? Yes, Oh, it, yes, oh.
0: new wave French extremity films. Um, they are brutal. They are French. They are very French. Um, I see. But they are brilliant. So I don't know but they if are you would really <laughs> be into those, but it would be interesting as someone who's familiar with the language and not reading it translated uh-huh. into subtitles, you know, the differences there, you know, that yeah. things get lost in translation. Incidentally, the one Sofia Coppola movie I do not like.
2: <laughs> and, and never have I ever seen that film, fun fact.
0: Uh, it's not French, so it's okay. No, it's fine, yeah, But. Yeah. um, yeah, I will put it out there whenever we do a French film. Or maybe The Dreamers was French, wasn't it? Yes. Horror. But I think that was a was that a Bertolucci film? I think so. But it is set in France and is French. But anyway, gotcha. another time another day. Um, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. do quite like French films. But anyway, I cannot wait to have you on here again because I will drag you on and I think you actually (laughs) might. uh, Do I have you
2: committed for another one yet? I think think we had one talked about. I don't think we had the the date set, but I think that was going to be in the new year anyway.
0: Right. Yes. Um, Anyway, very exciting. Lovely conversation. And until next time, I will bid everyone out there listening farewell. (laughs) Bye.
2: Bye.